0: Hey, I'm Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, I just wanted to say that I think Volcano is my best performance and my best film. And uh, some people will say that it's no country for old men or the fugitive, but I wrote Volcano and I lived it. And uh, it's just the masterpiece. It's my masterpiece. And so uh, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast about Volcano. I also love podcasts, by the way. Tommy Lee Jones here, big, big fan of podcasts. But I just wanted to reiterate how much I enjoyed directing uh, and doing the uh, cinematography for a Volcano uh, and of course acting in it um, along with everybody else who was in it uh, which was also great. Obviously uh, not as good as myself, Tommy Lee Jones, but very good in their own right and uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope to make another Volcano movie, Volcano 2, Attack of the Lava Clones uh, which is going to come out in a couple years. I'm still working on the screenplay for that. So look out for that and uh, enjoy this and uh, I'm going, I'm, I'm right now I'm now kind of busy. I have to get on my horse and buy a bunch of moonshine and 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 trade an old uh, pickup truck that I got for uh, some goats and uh, boxes of cigars. I'll see you later, Tom Lee Jones. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we
1: have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh. And today I am thrilled to talk about the best movie about a volcano that also stars Tommy Lee Jones. It's Volcano, 1997's uh, Volcano. It's a movie that my first guest truly loves. I I can't wait to hear all the reason he loves it. You know him. He's a wonderful stand-up. And he was also on our episode about A Quiet Place. And he has a Comedy Central digital series called Control Room, which is Absolutely fantastic! It's Mickey Leaper. Hey, what's up? This is straight up one of the worst films of all time. <laughs>
2: Dude, I I mean, dude, I can't even foresee anybody listening to this episode because anybody who's seen this film is like, is like, dude, I can't think about that for one more second. Or they're a smart person who is having a fine life like I was before today
1: and have never seen Volcano. (laughs) Okay, so then this episode is just for the three of us in this room. And I'm still delighted to have the conversation and learn uh, about volcanoes as much as we can uh, and hopefully convince you that volcano is not that bad. I'm not saying it's great. I'm saying it's not that bad. Bro, I'm a volcano now. (laughs) I'm, I'm be, pissed. I'm gonna blow your. I'm gonna blow your stack here today. And uh, and joining us, and I have no idea what she thinks about volcano, but she's a research scientist at NASA's JPL. It's Dr. Laura Kerber. Hello. How's it going? We haven't seen you since the Total Recall episode.
3: Yes, we talked about Mars at that point, and now we get to talk about my other favorite topic, which is volcanoes. Yes. So If you think no one likes to film volcano, you should hang out with some more geologists because it's <laughs> one of the fan favorites. What? <laughs> one of the the greatest movies of all time, Volcano. Oh,
1: volcano. Oh, my God.
3: Now,
2: I want to say this. Before we before we hop in here, I'm very Please. pro-volcano. The movie Volcano. No, 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 no. The, I'm very the phenomena. Got it. Volcano. The, the <laughs> geological structure that is volcano. I feel like then you have to say I'm pro-volcanoes. I'm pro-volcanoes. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I... <laughs> So excited to learn and discuss that phenomenon. Exactly. And I have many questions because of my my great and deep respect for volcanoes. volcanoes. Uh,
1: <laughs> that I feel this movie does not do justice. But couldn't you admit that it, at the very least, sparks some curiosity about volcanoes and creates a discussion such as this one? I mean, I guess, look, in the same way that...
2: Uh, I I don't know, dude. In the the same way, like,
1: I just can't. (laughs) I spent so much time watching this today. You spent the exact amount of time we all did. Yeah, that is true. The length of the film, unless you watched in weird pieces or slow-mo. I, no, I didn't. Although a lot of it is in some kind of weird slow-mo. That's a very I good point. I, uh, Dr. Laura and I were just talking before you got here about how this one scene stuck in our head from when we first saw it, which is the guy jumping out of the train and <laughs> and totally not making it <laughs> and melting into the lava. I don't know why. I feel like we're not the only ones. Yeah, I no. feel like if you saw it when it came out, that's the big scene you Cause,
3: recall. Yeah, you said uh, it's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about Volcano huh, I wonder what Volcano was about. I last watched it in 1997. <laughs> big fan of Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then, same. you know, but the big scene, basically the only scene I remembered was that guy <laughs> sinking slowly into the lava with absolutely no chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. I mean like what's not to love about that scene, Meg? What's not to love about that scene? I don't I dude, it's she just He got this guy, he's got he's carrying this dude. It's a heroic moment. His sneakers yeah. are melting it's, to the platform. It's his
3: fault that the train is down there in the first place cuz he kept the trains running when the geologists said oh, that they should shut them right. down.
1: Damn, good call, karma.
2: Yeah. It's karma. it's one of the only it's one of the only moments of the film and I think this is why it has any emotional impact whatsoever, not because of It being realistic or interesting (laughs) or or any characters having backstory, yeah, exactly. It's he's literally the only character in the movie, maybe that like makes a choice and then pays for it. You know, he's the only. It's the only part of the movie that has any semblance (laughs) of like structure or like just narrative value at all. It's like, oh, he made a mistake, and now and that's why it's the best
0: part of the film. There's
3: the whole character arc of his daughter, who is you know Mm. like how did he be such a badass and get a daughter that's just such a wuss? And she's so scared of everything, and then she makes the transition into being a helpful and useful human being that actually cares about others, and is not afraid.
1: She goes and saves the little baby kid.
3: Yeah, she starts helping all the people in the hospital. Yeah, I
2: just couldn't yeah.
1: buy it though, dude. If you're a
2: six year old kid and you're at a Hard Rock Cafe, there's mm-hmm. no parents, there's no rules, and you're getting unlimited fries and burgers, it's like, <laughs> why are you getting up from the table? Is there another Hard Rock Cafe you can go to? Because that's the only destination that would make you leave. There's no, he's not getting up, he's not leaving. I was very, you know, what's so crazy to me? The most like relevant uh, or like uh, 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 celebrity character, to me, is his daughter that's played by... Uh, God, what is her name? Oh, I don't know. She's great. She's in Girls. She's in, like... She's, she's, yeah, a, she's oh, in a, a bunch of, of, of stuff. Oh, it was kind of that. funny
3: to look back and see all the actors that you did recognize. I was yeah. like, oh, before the Avengers.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Don
1: Dude, yeah, Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah. Don Cheadle rules, <laughs> man. He's great. He's so good. Dude, I mean... It probably took, like, a day for him because he's always in the, like, control center. Yeah, oh, so it's yeah, like just, they shot his stuff so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just assume that maybe I'm wrong. Like he was probably never talking to Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, like once or twice maybe, but yeah. yeah. It was all the, yeah. Uh, wait, and I just wanted to comment on the daughter uh, for a second because when the whole thing's over, they're, you know, like leaving. It's like raining during the day. And, I mean, spoiler alert, here's the end of Volcano. <laughs> they survive. <laughs> yeah. But she's like totally just, it, like she didn't experience anything. You know, he asked her like, oh, you wanted to see the Beverly Center. How was it? And as a joke, she's like, <laughs> Dad, it was cool. And that's like the last line of the movie also. <laughs> And she's just, like, as if, I don't know, like, as if she just spent a day at the park. But, like, she definitely saw a bunch of people die. She was injured. uh, Second-degree burn. (laughs) Second-degree burn.
2: (laughs) I mean, there are are things about this movie. There's also this, like, weird, like, racial B-plot. Oh, my God. It's like,
1: why does that keep
2: coming up in this movie, man? It's very uncomfortable to watch. I don't know if it was uncomfortable at the time. It feels like this very, like post Rodney King LA thing that they're trying to push where it's like big time yeah where it's like hey uh, a black guy is getting arrested and
1: then he helps out and the cop is racist but then the cops aren't racist it's like <laughs> what is this he like somehow gets over his racism uh, sort of and then there's a part where his fr- like he goes and tells the guy like hey get on this fire truck and uh, you know it'll take you back home like he's being nice all of a sudden yeah, as, it, he, as if
3: all of the houses aren't already like ash at that, that point exactly <laughs> Hours after they caught fire.
1: And his friend, this cop friend goes, you're a good man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you were just arresting a dude for no reason other than his race. The only, the the <laughs> only like, uh, like realistic. Well,
2: I don't even know if it's realistic. It's just such a funny thing that's very present in the movie. It's like, even when there is a volcano in the middle of the Beverly Center, like the, the, the. Greatest threat to black people is the LAPD. So, yeah, like yeah, that's somehow. so well, that's what I
3: thought the whole time I was watching it. I was thinking this is the most '90s movie ever. It's yeah. got Tommy Lee Jones, got Anne Heche. It's got all these people. Everyone's looking at their pagers all the time, yeah, the and beepers. And, out you know, but that. then, but then there's these things that are all universal and timeless, like racism. Racism. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some it's, things just haven't changed at all this time.
2: Yeah, it's really true. Yeah, it's one of the only. It's one of the only like contemporary things about the movie almost. Yeah to carry. But the child is this like uh the child ends up having this like all lives matter kind of take at the
1: end where everybody's oh, yeah. everybody's covered in ash and he's like
2: look at their faces.
1: <laughs> yeah. They all they look, all the, look same. the same. Yeah, the funniest part about that to me too was he said that uh answering a question about where and what his mom looks like. He's like where's your mom? What she look like? And he looks around and goes, "Look at their faces. They all look the same." And then that's finished. So yeah. it's like this kid just doesn't have a mom anymore, I guess. She's either dead or they're not going to be able to find her because he can't describe anything about her. But at least he has, like, a, like
2: like a regressive uh, outlook on race now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what? Yeah, like, sure. this is not... Yeah, I mean, it's such a...
3: But I, I found a lot of other themes, though, that sort of come into the present day, like trying to build new metro lines and oh, right, being yeah. stymied at every turn. So and then true. every single... Thing that's in charge of like regulatory agency in charge of transit and everything else in LA, just constantly fighting with each other. Oh, I yeah, thought they that's agree a timeless anything. theme. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I like that. That's true.
2: Well, see, um, wait, this is so interesting because it's like you bring a scientist on the show to be an expert on something, but the reality is the comedian guests, myself very much included, are so dumb that it's <laughs> like she's like, yes, I'm a scientist, but also I'm just smarter than you. So I like know <laughs> about like civic issues that are
1: happening. It's oh, like, yeah. There's no part of science that she's not here just to educate us on volcanoes. I no. mean, hopefully we can learn some life lessons, what to do in our taxes. I mean, I'm I, here I to do I mean, I
3: do subscribe to a transportation in Los Angeles newsletter, so. That's so. what
1: I'm talking about.
2: It's like, it's like yes, you're here to be an expert, but you're also here to make sure that this doesn't devolve into me and Ethan just
1: like making caveman sounds or right. like, I don't Grunting know. and impersonating Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of her expertise, I do want to ask you uh, about the projects you're working on right now. We emailed briefly about a moon project. you're doing, Moon Diver. So can you first tell us about that?
3: Yeah, so I've been really busy lately. I'm uh, leading this project called Moon Diver. And the idea is to go to the moon and then land a rover, which is an extreme terrain, two-wheeled rover that would rappel down into a lunar lava tube. Whoa. And so in ancient times on the moon, there were enormous lava flows. And if you think the lava flow in Volcano was large, <laughs> that's nothing. This one, you know, there's some lava flows that have happened on the Earth a long time ago, maybe 15 million years ago, there's one. 65 million years ago, 250 million years ago, and it's so much lava comes out that it travels, you know, 600 miles in a couple days, or it covers an area the size of continental Europe, you know, with like because of of the amount
1: of lava or how fast it's moving. It's
3: a it's a combination of both. It's just an enormous amount of lava that comes out, and it's pretty fluid lava, and so over a series of weeks or months, then it covers this enormous area. So if you think about in Washington state. Uh, A huge portion of the state is covered in uh, meters and meters of basalt and uh, just cliffs of basalt hundreds of feet high. And so those are all from this thing that happened about 15 million years ago, which was the Columbia River basalt eruption. So those similar eruptions happen on all the planets. We're not that familiar with them because they don't happen very often. So if you imagine the whole evolutionary history of mankind, that kind of eruption hasn't happened during that whole period. But it does frequently happen and when it does happen it almost everything on earth goes extinct.
2: <laughs> oh my God. So
3: the the one that was 250 million years ago in Siberia that was the biggest one and at that point I think 96% of all marine species went extinct. Uh, within a couple million years. Wow. And so... Is
1: there a name for that extinction event?
3: That one is called, they call it the end Permian event or oh. the great dying if right. it, for a poetic term for it. And then the other one at the end of, it was 65 million years ago, we talk about the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. Mm. At around the same time there was a volcanic eruption of enormous magnitude in India. And so people go back and forth as to which one of those things was the real killer.
1: Is that a like coincidental thing or you think those are related?
3: Well, some people thought that the asteroid might have caused the volcanic eruption, oh, okay. um, but then it's tough to tell because it seems like the volcanic eruption started a little bit before the asteroid hit, so it seemed like it's probably just really bad luck. <laughs> wow. And so, uh. yeah, these volcanic eruptions happen on lots of the other planets as well, and on the moon, if you look at this, the face of the moon, it's mostly kind of a light gray, and it has dark gray spots on it, mm-hmm. and the, all those dark gray spots are th- these kind of lava vents. And so the mission is to go there and to drop down into this pit, which is about 350 feet deep. And at the bottom, it has this enormous tunnel. We don't know how far back it goes, just a cave in the moon. And the idea is to rappel down the side of this wall with this rover and take a look at all of the layers of lava down that, you know. 300 feet, yeah. and see, it's kind of like the Grand Canyon, like a history of the moon kind of exposed in the wall of this pit. So Damn. that's what I'm working on. So it's a it's a contest. Everyone has different missions. They'd like to go to different places, like Neptune or to Venus or um, asteroids, and they all write a proposal, and they say, hey, NASA, pick me, pick me. And uh, this time, NASA's probably going to choose two Mm-hmm. Uh, which would launch in 2025, 2027 time period. Wow. So we're one of the, you know, maybe, you know, dozen or two dozen missions that's going to be proposed to this contest.
1: And and Mekki and I can't propose anything. It's just people like you. Or <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, like we just kind of
1: like float an
2: idea past, kinda yeah, huck like kind of just one over there. Yeah, we have some good ideas. Yeah.
3: Maybe next time, I think this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been working on this proposal for about a year and a half, and so you're well, making a, a lot of free time. Yeah. We work We're fast. pretty yeah.
2: quick, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I think no uh, even right now, we could probably come up with like uh oh, yeah, you I could th- maybe fly a Jetpack? jet pack, jet <laughs> yep. yep. to the rings, to Saturn. Saturn. rings of Saturn oh, is Just yeah. kind of just That's if great. you can chemical surf on balance them what's and there, just check
1: absolutely like yeah. a cool trick on it. Be like one cool trick? Oh, you feel like one. I mean that would be good pu- publicity for NASA if we could get like some high quality footage of us doing uh-huh. like uh-huh. you know like grinding rails yeah. on Saturn. This or something. This could be like a Red Bull thing. Red I, Bull, would even, I would even I would
2: compromise. Yeah, we could do like a like this bowl that you're talking about sounds like skatable. So right. I feel like maybe we do your thing another time, but then this time for just to get more <laughs> eyes on it, money, yep. get the space trending. We, you want, you want the space to trend? Yeah. yeah. And so I think if we go Monster and,
1: Energy drink too. Could,
2: yes. if you're listening, you whatever. Get some
3: sponsorship,
2: right? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, yeah, that's what I have to say about your year and a half of research. <laughs> I'm um, too stupid to ask questions about it. No, wait, I do. <laughs> wait, I have some. I have some. I have some genuine uh, questions here. Okay, so are there like factions of NASA or factions of the space exploration community that are like, we need to be on the moon? That's the only place we should be focusing our efforts. And then you have other people that are like, it's most important that we look at asteroids, like what are the, what's the sort of infighting that makes you guys decide the priority in sort of
3: the solar system? Uh, yeah. So there actually are factions and we divide them up into so-called analysis groups and then they all have names. So there'll be MEPAG is the Mars One Mars Exploration Program Analysis Group or something. Okay. And then MEPAG. League... That's a cool name. That's the moon one, Lunar Exploration Analysis Group. But then the small bodies, like asteroids and comets, theirs is called SBag, which is an unfortunate name. The Small Bodies Analysis Group. So every 10 years we get together and everyone kind of fights And then we write a document saying, this is our priority for the next decade. And then NASA kind of follows that priority when they're thinking about what missions to send. So the big, huge missions, they always have to be written in this document. And then they have a medium mission class that they have a whole list of a bunch of them that you have to choose from one of those in order if you want to propose a mission. And then at the smaller class, which is this class that I'm doing, it's... um, you can choose. You can say whatever you want, and you have to ground it in the document to see. Everyone wants to learn this thing about lava, so therefore, I'm I have a lava related mission. Um, but you can think of whatever you want, whatever goal. But yeah, there's there's the science fighting kind of between locations and things you want to solve, and then there's also broader NASA, which is the human exploration program and the science exploration program, and they all have their own directorates. Mm. And so we call them the human people. And then (laughs) we are like the robot people. (laughs) And then there's some technology people and some aeronautics people.
2: Okay, cool. And, but so, so those arguments are mostly founded on like, is it is it is it what you would glean from the mission and, and and do all of those things tie back to like, OK, so you're talking about we want to essentially look at layers of rock to determine sort of the history of the moon by looking at all. Of, so is it because the moon will tell us something about Earth or, right, okay, yes. Right,
3: yeah, so the you kind of have to tell, you can't just say, I want to learn about the history of the moon because you don't get enough uh, buy-in if you just go there. You have a huge moon community, they're, they're already, you're preaching to the choir, of course, let's go to the moon, um, but if you want to get um, people to sort of buy into your concept, then you have to say, what is the moon going to tell us about everything else or about a fundamental process of the solar system? So in our particular case, um, we're learning about, lava and volcanism and volcanism specifically in the fact that every planet goes through this sequence where they first form and they have an original crust and then the inside of the planet melts and then recovers the, resurfaces the crust with lava that that happens to all the planets happens to Earth and so all almost all the planets in the solar system are at that second stage where the whole surface has been covered in lava and then they're just that's where they ended like Venus and Mars and Mercury um, but then the Moon is it is it and the Earth kept going so it kept it has plate tectonics as we learned in the movie <laughs> it keeps recycling. Uh, rock, and then it gets lots of interesting volcanoes and crusts and continents and things that all the other planets don't have. And the moon is on the other side of this spectrum, where it had its original crust that it originally had. It basically stopped. It had a little bit of volcanism that came up and resurfaced just the dark parts of the moon, and then it's frozen in time forever. And oh. so we can go and see the original primary crust and then the secondary crust still preserved, whereas everywhere else they're gone. And so that's why the moon is important to tell us about what's going on with the other planets.
2: So are we on like a sort of third crust? Is that? And I mean, hey, not going to sleep well tonight. Is there a fourth Crust? Is there more crust <laughs> coming?
3: Yeah. Well, so the Earth is—you could call it a third crust—but it's really been resurfaced many, many times. The Earth just keeps constantly resurfacing itself. That's why when you look at the Moon or other planets, it's—they're covered in craters. And the Earth, you don't—you see one or two craters, maybe if you know where to look. Um, otherwise, it's completely fresh, and that's because it keeps melting. And mm. so the, every time you melt the crust, you get a rock with a little bit more silica in it. And what's, so what's silica? silica is, um,
2: is that, is that the gel that comes in like a new yeah, thing that's you good, buy? That's
3: exactly what it is.
2: <laughs> Wait, why can't I eat that? <laughs>
3: yeah. And why it's do not you Because <laughs> <Yeah.
2: Okay. laughs> well, it looks yummy and they told me I can't. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> they just put it in there as a desiccant. So it just, it just absorbs water.
1: A desiccant is a, something that absorbs water. Yes. yes. A desiccant is something that absorbs water. Yes. Right. Yeah, it does good.
3: Yeah, it does good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they put it in something. If there's going to be something that sweats, then they put the little silica in there so that it absorbs all the water that would have come out of that. And so the Uh, thing doesn't go bad. Is
1: that in our deodorant?
3: I don't know.
2: Okay. So if I eat it, would it be like drinking a bottle of water? Would it hydrate me?
3: No, because be like it, it sucks water right? in. Yeah, that's what it does.
2: But wh- what happens when the silica gel is full? Like, how much no, how much I water can it take? I'm Ooh, not sure. That's question. a good question. <laughs> See, this is a problem. It's like it's literally like the listener at home is like, God, no, get back to the fucking thing about the silica. And it's like, no, no, listener, I want you to understand. I'm so stupid that it's like an endless. You know, you know when they like rerouted the lava. I do in know the movie? That. Yeah. Basically, the information you're telling me uh is lava and the city that is my mind will never burn down because it is so hollow and full of massive you know tunnels where information should be that all of your data is going to flow right into there right into the pacific ocean straight up you're going to run out of lava before i'm done learning things because i'm so stupid and have that much space in my brain well maybe by your third crust yeah. This is true. Start absorbing yeah. some info. So essentially, the Earth is in this like dynamic place where it continues to resurface, perhaps forever, or uh,
3: eventually it will run out of heat. And so Venus should have had about the same heat as we did because it's about the same size. And um, but then you, you're also counting on how much radioactive material you had in to keep you warm. And that's what we don't know about Venus because when we look at Venus's surface, it was clearly resurfaced by catastrophic volcanoes about half a billion years ago wow. the whole surface resurfaced by volcanoes Damn. but then since then not a lot has been happening on venus so is it still alive inside does it have lava flows actually one of the other missions that i'm competing it against is looking into those kinds of questions on venus
2: uh, i got to be i got to be honest with you that sounds like a pretty important mission. It's, I mean, it's pretty you account. accidentally sold me on that one. I yeah. I don't know how much I like the moon tunnel now. I kind of want the, is the hot Venus, cold Venus experiment is a little uh, interesting to me. Yeah, be, Maybe call them up and get them in here. That's yeah, sounds so, pretty cool. You should. I, so I have a, okay. I have a question that might be a, a, a a, I mean, I guess a pitch for a movie. a volcano can be a movie, um, okay, go ahead. would it be bad or good if all the magma inside the Earth's core or that layer of the Earth's core were to just turn to rock and get cold? Would that be good or bad?
3: Um, it kind of depends. I guess in some ways it's bad because we're constantly losing atmosphere to space, and if and then. What happens now is there's a lot of atmospheric gases that are trapped inside the Earth and they come out through volcanoes. So volcano is like a atmosphere factory. And so if you shut off all the volcanoes and then you just continue to lose atmosphere, then eventually you'll lose all your atmosphere. And so some people think that's what happened to Mars, that it stopped being active and then it's a little small, you know, it's smaller than we are and so it couldn't hold on to its atmosphere very well. It lost all of its atmosphere and here it is today. Um, but oh. A planet like Venus, it it hasn't been very active, but in the past it was very, very active, and it has an atmosphere so dense that it would take billions of years to get rid of it.
1: So. Yeah.
2: This should be the whole podcast. I ask a question, then I never talk again. You know what
1: I mean? I mean, that's pretty much what it is. That is what it I is. I try to yeah. just ask a question, get the hell out of the way.
2: I know, and I feel an obligation to like goof around and be smart, but it's yeah. like... Someone just sat here and told me that Mars's atmosphere
1: floated away <laughs>
2: into
3: space.
1: What? <laughs> yeah. Hey, someone tell me this before. Well, maybe. We don't know this for sure, right? Yeah, we, oh, we right. have a whole Theory. mission,
3: actually, that we sent to Mars recently called MAVEN. And its whole job is to measure in the current day how much atmosphere Mars is losing to space. Mm-hmm. And then we can use that to calculate backwards in time to figure out how thick Mars's atmosphere was in the past.
2: Ooh. To try to figure out what was probably cooking on Mars at the time. Like would life have been possible when they had an atmosphere? Exactly. Could we make an atmosphere? Yes. What? Wait, hang on. Well,
3: so here's the thing. I think we might have touched on this when we were talking about uh, total, uh, total recall. Mm-hmm. Because there's two things that could happen to the Martian atmosphere. One, it can float away into space and be lost forever. <laughs> two, it can be trapped in minerals on the surface of the planet. And so the more it's trapped in minerals, the more it's still there to then be released again. And so you could actually reverse what's happened on Mars. And so at the in the 90s, everyone thought, oh, Mars is going to be covered in this rock called carbonate. It's full of CO2. You could release it all and make this dense CO2 atmosphere. Atmosphere and everyone will live happier, happy ever after. Um, but then when we went to Mars with a bunch of missions, we, we couldn't find any carbonate rocks. And we realized, oh, my gosh, did all the atmosphere get lost to space? And it's lost forever. That's Damn. what we're faced with right now.
1: Whoa. That so maven. <sighs> Oh, okay. I had to do it. Hey, god <laughs> damn it! See, Ethan, this You're is exactly. You're allowed jokes, but you—it's not. I'm not <laughs> I, trying to dude. be smart. I'm not trying to be smart. Dude. I just had to say it. It's its not. It's a. It's by law. You have a disease. I had to say that. Ethan is canceled. He made me
2: watch Volcano, and then he said, "That's so Maven."
1: Listen, I want to play a game that brings us back to Volcano. Is right. that all right? Yes. 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 Okay. So this game is called. It's a famous game. Everybody knows we're going to play it. How much do you Volcano?
3: how much do you volcano-
1: oh, God. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you mech uh for the answers mm-hmm. and then hopefully Dr Laura Kerber will know the answer and if not I have it here on a piece of paper and keep in mind these are answers from the internet yeah so you probably know more than uh, no what guarantees yes, here. what I have here okay are you ready let's do it okay how large is the danger area around a volcano
2: uh um is this is well what kind of answer am i giving her is this a like uh, radius mile. yeah m- exactly and you just said in miles in oh miles. bro i was gonna
1: <laughs> definitely say feet
2: <laughs> wow you just overplayed your hand um okay how, how big is it okay well i'm thinking about that one that exploded in washington that seemed to be a big problem for a lot of people i'm gonna say 40 miles okay
3: um, I don't know. It would depend on what volcano. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That's what the scientists
2: always say, yeah. by the way. <laughs> That's, That's a good We always say answer. it depends. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Because a volcano like the Hawaiian volcano, it's so much less explosive. Mm. But then the big explosive volcanoes like Mount St. Helens. Right. And then the thing about Mount St. Helens is everyone was like, oh, yeah, I'm a certain number of miles away, you know, 10 or 20 miles away. I've, I'm very safe. But then when that volcano went off the whole volcano split in half and the entire half of the volcano went tumbling towards all the people and a bunch of volcanologists died even though they had Whoa. calculated where they thought that they should be.
2: Oh my Yeah, God. there's that one really cool like a uh, photo of of a volcanologist that like did die and he he like fell on his camera film, right? Like that was the deal. He like, Oh
3: really? I didn't even know.
2: Yeah, That's like terrifying. I, I yes. mean this is just such a like reddit headline like
1: again i comedian, i dumb, but I just.
2: No, that's red, fascinating. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. saw that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the fact that half of it split too, that's yeah. completely ridiculous. Uh, oh, so do you want to take so, a Yeah, stab? what's the answer? It's about a 20 mile radius. It okay. says. What did I say? 40. It's pretty good. Shit. Yeah, no, well, sorry, bad. I'm going to live. He's going to be Idiots. Safe. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, okay. What percentage of the Earth's surface is volcanic in origin? Uh, 10%, Ethan.
3: Uh, I'm gonna say. I mean, I know it's more than two thirds. So, okay, I'm gonna guess like seventy percent.
1: More than eighty percent, it says. Okay. Yeah, Whoa. which I also ew. What's up with the other parts? What is it just? old rock like
3: old mountains sedimentary rocks like the Rockies for example those aren't volcanoes um, what and they just like stacked great plains, up over time those actually are come from way beneath the earth and so they're thrust up um,
2: oh is that where tectonic plates bump into each other yeah. forever and they yeah. just start like, like the
3: Himalayas too like India came sailing to the north and crashed into Asia and then made the
2: Himalayas wow, wow. so you have lava um, mountains and crunch mountains yeah got it exactly. so the mountains. lava mountains yeah.
3: for example like the um, uh, the Cascades in Washington, those are all lava mountains. The Andes, Ooh. a lot of those are volcanoes, um, but uh, mountains like the Rockies and the Himalayas are tectonic mountains. Damn. And Gosh. then, but then the entire ocean floor. The reason I said two thirds is the entire ocean floor is volcanic.
2: Whoa! Oh, okay. oh that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, volcanoes feel like exotic to me because it's right. they're always like in like Italy or like Hawaii. They're always like a vacation destination. <laughs> it's so weird to
1: me. Like Mount St. Helens is like. What? Yeah, it's like they can pop up anywhere. Lebre tar pits. Yeah. I mean, you never, you never know. know. Yeah, I guess that's never true. Know. Yeah, that's what the movie teaches you. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> never Come be in your safe. Your backyard. Mount Wilshire. Okay. Here's another one. How many active volcanoes are there on Earth? Uh, there,
2: Ethan. Yep. Th- there are twenty-five hundred active volcanoes on Earth. Okay.
3: Um, I would say hundreds. Okay. Like. 400?
1: 400 is very <laughs> close. It says more than 500, Okay, and uh, more than half of these volcanoes are part of the Ring of Fire. Which is a region that encircles the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, Polynesia. Sounds very
2: scary. I don't, I don't know if Polynesia is a thing. I just know that at, uh, at Disney World, there's the Polynesian Resort, and it's vaguely uh, volcano reminiscent. Oh, so, okay. So that's kind of what I know about that. You learn everything yeah. from Disney. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I yeah, mean, I just kind of went to Disney World, <laughs> and I was like,
1: got it. <laughs> Back to L.A., baby. I have learned a fact. I, I realized today uh, I walked by somebody down here uh, watching Romeo Must Die. If you Remember this movie, and uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, you don't remember Jet Lee's uh, Romeo Must <laughs> oh, Die? I do, I do <laughs> yeah. remember uh, that movie. Aaliyah's what? Romeo Must Die, yeah. a hip hop karate movie. Oh, okay, just <laughs> me, fair enough. Uh, anyways, there's a part of the movie where like a gangster is talking about crabs, and he's like, That's a weird thing about crabs, you know, they one tries to get out, the other one's pulling back down, and I always remembered that crab fact because of Romeo must die Wait, that's like the, tries to the guy
3: sinking into the lava part of volcano it's like that that's crab the part is the, yeah. the enduring part of Romeo Yeah. if crabs
1: die. are like in a box and, and they like you know they're climbing over each other and one gets close to the top the other crabs will drag him back down they won't let him escape dude they're communists I love it <laughs> yeah if we're down here we're all down here baby <laughs> yeah solidarity so good. okay is the sound of an eruption quiet or loud I mean, come on, man. I'm what? just asking questions. This is you. a trick question,
2: obviously. Okay. Listener, I want you to email Ethan again. <laughs> science at Bad science at com. It's fucking loud, obviously, right?
3: I hate that this is a trick. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it depends on the volcano, but they can be very loud. There was one that was so loud that everyone heard it around the whole world. Krakatoa? Yeah. The shot were—it's like the shot heard around the world is like the volcano heard, heard like within a thousand miles of.
2: Oh wait, literally, that was what? that was that Krakatoa? Is that real? Yeah, or, uh, and it was. I
3: think it was in eighteen fifteen.
2: Wait, wow. that was like two days ago.
3: What? Krakatoa? <laughs> yeah, I
2: thought that was like a long time. Well, I mean, it's called Krakatoa. That sounds like some Game of Thrones. Fucking yeah, it <laughs> does. That's nonsense. true. Sounds ancient. Where was Krakatoa, by the way? Uh, I that? think
3: it's near Indonesia. Hmm.
2: Oh, crazy. Because it's
3: on the Ring of Fire.
2: Because oh. if you think
3: about it, there's tsunamis in Indonesia, volcanic eruptions. Japan, there's earthquakes. Oh, yeah. California, there's earthquakes. There's volcanoes in the... Cascades in Washington, the Aleutian Islands, all of that is part of the Ring of Fire and the Andes also and all of the volcanoes in Central America as well.
1: Sounds like such a nice place to live, the Ring of Fire. Yeah,
3: the Fuck, Philippines. That's where
1: we live, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm going to touch on that in a second. I wanted to ask about the sound thing because I read that they can be quiet, which I thought yeah. was like Hawaii ridiculous to me. I just didn't know that at all. Because I, I had uh, on a different podcast, we were talking about the loudest natural sound, and that was a volcano. Mm. So mm. I was like, oh, all volcanoes are just super freaking loud. And so to read that they could be quiet and make just like these hissing noises when they erupt was incredible to me. Me.
3: Yeah, there's a great video on YouTube of um, kind of in, like in the movie where the lava starts coming out of the ground. They yeah. have a, a video where that actually happens. Someone's take the video. They're walking around and this fissure, they're checking out this fissure and then lava just gently comes up through the fissure and starts <gasps> going. Psh, 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 psh. <laughs> Whoa. And then like, they're like, all right, we got to get out of here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's get 20 miles away. <laughs> okay, wait. So I, I have a question not to interrupt your question, please, please. but or your questions, but uh, and this is relative to the movie by the way if anybody's listened this far and like hasn't seen the movie or hasn't seen it for a long time basically it very bad movie uh, Tommy Lee Jones spills breakfast food then he goes to yep. work there's a very steamy pipe he says steamy pipe not so good <laughs> then someone goes down there there's lava they're like guys there's lava no good Tommy Lee Jones starts running around everybody's running around everybody for the rest of the movie is only yelling and running yep. only Yep. even in the command center if you look in the background the extras that are in the <laughs> there <laughs> never stop Moving. It's, it's an like, emergency situation, man. It's like, guys, sit down at your fucking desk and do some goddamn work then. What there's, are we t-? there's no time. Dude, no time. email. There was email in 1997 or whatever. Everyone had to be on the phone and Everybody beeping. Just, everybody's just running papers around the office constantly. Yep. <laughs> that happens for two hours. Lava goes everywhere. Basically, they knock down a building next to the Beverly Center. In twenty stops, minutes. In twenty they minutes, demolished building. It stops a flow of lava as the building is falling. It's about to hit Tommy Lee Jones' daughter, but luckily he's able to sprint a hundred yards and move her three feet away yeah that
1: part was very funny he just jumps
2: on her so stupid and (laughs) jumps uh, on her and rescues her from a falling building yeah and also yeah so anyway that's what this movie is but so as you can imagine and what i just subscribe and what i just described there's a lot of lava moving towards people yes and uh so my question is if you're like trying to escape from lava like there's a gentleman who tries to jump off of a train with a person he's saving he can't out jump the lava so he jumps into the lava and throws a man out of the range of the lava but can you fucking stand next to lava like that in just street clothes
3: um you so uh as someone who stood next to lava, Here we go. <laughs> you yes. can be within a couple feet of it, Whoa. and it's not a big deal. It depends on how hot it is and how fast it's flowing, um, but I say I was within... I mean, I walked up to it and I took my hammer and I stuck my hammer into the lava to get some lava out, what? but I had to put my sweatshirt in front of my face because it was so hot. So usually you wear like a suit made out of aluminum foil and then you can stick your hammer in the and lava. And you
1: put a
2: sweater yeah, on your the face? Yeah. You work for NASA, you just had like, they're like, yeah, just take this hoodie and get, so, get a fucking hammer
1: of lava <laughs> yeah. for us. Were you five? Yeah, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> What'd you do with a hammer also? Well, That's for nails.
3: Well, yeah. so it's a uh, geologist hammer, oh, my okay. rock hammer. So yeah. So
1: but, it's meant to sample lava. Right. If you in see person. anyone,
3: uh, if you can look up people sampling lava, it's usually a bunch of geologists, either with their tinfoil outfit, or if they haven't brought it along, then they just like put their arm in front of their face and stick their oh my God. hammer into some lava. So And then silly. you bring along a bucket full of water, and you put the lava right in the bucket of water to cool it off.
2: <laughs> what is the hammer made out of? Is this again? I I like just by the way, I just started watching Game of Thrones. No spoilers. Not going to say. But also, hey, just watch The Red Wedding last night. Hey, <laughs> ruined my week. What the yeah.
1: fuck, dude? Yeah, that that was, comes at you sideways. That was insane. Anyway, that's uh, like so, jumping into some lava. Yes. Yeah. So, uh,
2: but does so obsidian could like is it what? First of all, what is the hammer made out of?
3: Uh, probably steel. What?
2: Yeah. Just like at, from the store?
3: Yeah. What? Just like a regular hammer. Lava is very hot compared to what you would like to touch, but it's not that hot compared to things like steel.
2: Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What if there was a volcano that just was uh, erupting molten steel? Would that be like, a <laughs> big Ooh. issue? Now, yeah, that's a movie.
3: That would be an issue.
2: That'd be like really bad. Yeah, that'd oh, be no. pretty hot. Uh, and what, by the way, what happens if you were to say have a hammer that was forged out of obsidian? Could you put that into lava or would that shatter it or something?
3: Uh, yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best idea because um, obsidian is basically lava. Um, right. but it's say if if i take my lava and i put it right into a bucket of water i can make something that looks like obsidian because it's a glass and so i've just taken a liquid and i've quenched it into a glass and that's kind of what obsidian is so if you if you heated it up again then you would just melt it again
2: Wait, the, you just said that something that looks like obsidian, would it not be obsidian? It would be.
3: Uh, I think obsidian has a different composition, but it's still from volcanoes. It's just from a slightly different kind of volcano than the one that.
2: Interesting. And so this, this lava that you stuck your hammer in, is this red lava or is this kind of like blackish, like looks like burnt toast lava? So
3: it, it, it'll be black on the outside and then you stick your hammer in and you pull it out so that you get the red interior, the hot stuff. All
1: right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: The break is over. Here we go, back to the show about
2: science. I can't believe that this yeah. is so, this is all so simple, more or less. And, like, we, yeah.
3: and we, one time we were out there with a bunch of people and we were standing around and then we met some of our friends who happened to be out in the lava field as well. And we were looking, there was a big skylight and there was river of lava passing underneath. And so the our, the guy who was leading our trip, he was saying, hey, can everyone move about 20 feet this way? Because you're literally all standing on top of the roof of this lava river And I'm afraid there's too many of you and you're going to collapse into the lava river and then we lose the whole, you know, Mars orbiter team all at once. And so, um, But yes, we moved to the side, but we could look down into this window and you could see the river of lava passing underneath you. And so we, uh, it was lunchtime, so we made a bunch of burritos and we cooked them on the the fissures and and aluminum foil. And then we (laughs) threw the aluminum foil into the lava tube. And then we were all joking because, you know, some geologist was going to find this rock and be like, oh, it's anomalously aluminum rich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. And it's like, in reality, it's just a bunch of scientists littering <laughs> <Yeah. out> of <laughs> into a volcano. Tray. But it was
3: cool because you you'd throw like an apple core in there and the apple core would just fall and sit right on top of the lava and then slowly sink down into it. Wow!
2: So, okay, this is another question. If you did say just for a second, like accidentally you're walking around in a field, lava is very quiet as we've just learned, you accidentally just as if dog poop step in a little bit of lava, then what happens?
3: Then you burn so ba- so badly. Really, <laughs> but, really
2: badly. But like, but like if you just like stick your foot in real quick and you're like, oh shit, like could you are you fine or like <laughs> Well see
3: the thing about lava is it's sticky. And so if oh, you get it on ugh. your skin or something like that, you're like, ah that was hot. It sticks to you. So it would just continue mm. to burn you. And does
1: it like spit you at it you it the way it did Tommy Lee Jones's daughter? You know, like she, they were kind of near the lava and it was like <laughs> Yeah, 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 it kind of like threw does. some at her leg. It yeah, does that.
3: Yeah, it does do wow. that. Okay. Um, so one time when I was out in the lava field, uh, we were standing there watching some lava come down a hill, and um, I was thinking, "Wow, my feet are really hot," you know. And then, <laughs> and then we we're watching the lava. It was kind of dusk, and so really pretty. And then we realized it so quietly. Another river of lava had come on the other side of us. Whoa. And so we are almost in a situation where we were going to be cut off from <laughs> oh escaping because we had rivers of lava on either side. And they're not very deep rivers of lava, but you can't cross them if they're, you know, you can't like be yeah. like, oh, just the moment, I put my foot in the lava. Wait, the floor literally was lava. Yeah. Well, then I was thinking my feet are, feel so hot the lava is far enough you know it's a couple like seven feet away and then I realized no the lava is actually under us and we were standing on a crest and there was lava under us oh, just no. like by a, feet, a foot or two like <gasps> it was filtering through the lava rocks under us and so then I went we kind of left and we went to another place to get the lava with my rock hammer and that's when um, my friend she was taking a picture of me next to the lava and I was like you know my feet really hurt and, and they're getting quite hot and I'm I have to move. And she's like, just a minute, just for the picture. You know these selfie deaths, and so then, um, you know these these selfie self, deaths. these self, selfie <laughs> l- selfie lava deaths. And uh, so I actually uh, melted the soles off my shoes. Whoa! And
1: <laughs> just from standing there, yeah. With and the so lot below you. the
3: la- I had like s- the soles that had fallen off of my shoes because the glue had all melted, uh-huh. and so then I had to tie them back on with paracord because I had to hike like five or six miles out oh through God. the lava field to get. So out.
1: wait, was it like? The film where they got like sticky and melty.
3: Uh, it was a little different because the rubber hadn't melted. It was just the glue that attached the rubber sole to my shoe. Oh, so okay. what what volcanologists always do is they buy shoes that are stitched on, and they cost a lot more money.
1: ooh
2: and so the ones that
3: are glued on, yeah. Wow,
1: I
2: didn't even know they was a problem. A problem. Yeah. How dangerous? How dangerous yeah, it is, is it being a uh, being a volcanologist? Is that do, do a lot of people die? Do sometimes people die? Take sometimes
3: selfies? people die. Yeah, like uh, there's some. If you think about the famous ge- volcanologists through history, there you'll be like, oh, yeah, this. there was a couple that would go around studying volcanoes. They died. And in, in specific events, you might lose, like, one or two volcanologists. Because they're too close? Because they're too close, yeah. Damn. And well, I mean, vo- it
1: sounds like you've, you know, dodged some bullets here, some lava bullets. Yeah. You've been really <laughs> close. Of, how many times have you, you know, seen lava?
3: Uh, I've only seen lava a couple times, actually, oh, okay. um, because I study mostly uh, volcanoes on other planets. Got uh, it. But but I like to try and get out into the earth and then study lava in person.
1: Sure. <laughs> <This is laughs>
2: From time to like... time.
1: <laughs> Dude. It... Um, okay, I have a few more uh, games here. Igneous rock is formed through the cooling and solidification of magma or lava. We know this. But what are the other two types of rock? Igneous rock is the kind of... Say it again. <laughs> You don't have to say with how the other ones form. I was just saying, to review what we already know. Right. Igneous rock is formed through the cooling and solidification of magma or lava, uh-huh. but there's two other types of rock. Yes,
2: yeah, sedimentary rocks. And? And, uh, asteroids from outer space.
3: Metamorphic rocks.
1: Metamorphic rocks. <laughs> That's correct.
2: We always Dude. say,
3: uh, sedimentary, my dear Watson. And then, uh, another metamorphic I didn't like. Oh, <laughs> That's nice. I... Now you it. See, that's why I'm not a comedian. That is true. You
2: guys
1: are all under arrest <laughs> yeah. for making that. That's a joke. You guys are
3: No, it's great.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Everyone has their own skill. It's true. This one, I'm still trying to find out what mine is. This one, I want you to answer in a Jeopardy format. Okay. So, answering your question. What is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A unique volcanic rock that can float in water. It can also be used in beauty salons for removing dry skin. What is charcoal? Uh, that's probably not true. It's a good guess, though. What is obsidian?
3: What is pumice? Pumice. Ah, pumice stone. God yes. damn it.
1: I thought you might get that one, but that's okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you <still did> great. <laughs> Thanks, man. They,
3: they have all these <laughs> legends that if you're a Japanese fisherman and you're going around fishing in the sea, then you see all the pumice around your ship, then you have to get out of there immediately. Whoa. Because they know there's a volcano probably erupting under the ocean. But what happens is the volcano erupts under the ocean and it has lots of, it's releasing all this gas into the water column. And then your ship is buoyant in water. But if your ship is not buoyant in gas plus water, which is less dense. And so your ship could instantly sink. Oh,
1: my God.
3: And that's the kind of stuff that happened around Japan. And so people Whoa, have yeah. legends and to warn them about such things.
2: Dude, that would fuck you up so much, too. You'd literally spend hundreds of years trying to unpack that and just, like, making up legends oh, to be yeah. scared of it. Would it would be
1: a mystery of the town. Oh, no one yeah. Would know. It and would just be like, oh, they were cursed.
2: And by the way, clearly. if somebody, if I saw that happen and someone was like, well, that was a fucking monster that sucked it under the ocean. Yeah, huge squid. And then you said, no, actually, it was a volcano and the, the, the what, the density of the water changed because of the gas and water combination? I'd be like, hey, you're lying. You're a witch. Dead, for sure. And the monster thing's real. Uh, it's a much easier explanation. And the Earth is 6,000 years old and uh, that's what Kevin said. That's what Kevin said. <laughs>
1: Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> How many degrees Kevin is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay I have uh I have a lot of other great stuff I want to touch on here guys for example this is a really stupid one and I feel like Mickey since now I've gotten a feel for your your movie taste and and your age level of intelligence a oh, bit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. just the time period here uh, uh Kerber might be closer uh and H I believe it's pronounced mm-hmm. uh, who was in this movie uh lead in this movie sure. <laughs> uh she was in four huge movies in 97 do you and a volcano is one of them? So there's three other ones. Do you uh, want to guess maybe what they were? Was she? Uh,
2: no, dude. Because you know why? <laughs> I I looked at, on Wikipedia <laughs> while I was watching it. Yeah. I looked at the director of this, and I looked at uh, like I just looked at a bunch of people's Wikipedia's. But now it all like mixed together in my head. Right. I know that he she's not in the bodyguard. Right. Uh, no, I think the director of the yes. movie made the bodyguard. That's right. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I looked, I looked it up actually because I was like, well, she's fantastic in this movie. Uh, dreadfully underused. I mean, there's literally yeah. oh, yeah. at one point, she's literally the only scientific expert they have. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't know, like the head of like the water department or some oh, shit like yeah,
1: that. O- <laughs> Office oh, of yeah.
2: Emergency Management. Management. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, hey. Not real. And even if it is, shouldn't be. Uh, but Dude, she's the only science expert on fucking volcanoes. She's right there and he's like, hey, go find my daughter at the Applebee's or whatever the fuck. It's like, dude, kill yourself,
1: bro. There's one person that knows about lava and you just sent her to babysit. Also, I got to say, there's some definite like romantic tension between the two of them that Which they try to build up and it's so weird like they do you remember the part where they're pushing the bus yeah where they're that was weird you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about right they're all pushing the bus and it's like as if there's no time he just like basically is on top of her and puts his arm like through her arm so they're like touching and they don't know each other at all <laughs> and he's like clearly way older than her I don't know No, I but that then, was crazy weird
2: it's also it's one of those like disaster movie things where like at the beginning he's got to see his kid but he's like obsessed with
1: his job as the like fucking right. emergency top of emergency guy. guy. Yeah,
2: Like dude hey don't be passionate about that
1: bro. <laughs> dude he's he's controlling the whole situation man. He's commanding everybody. Yeah like the movie's pushing this like he's addicted to work
2: narrative the whole time and then the other guy Don Cheadle's character is like but I'm also addicted to work. Like what is this? <laughs> yeah like, I don't weird, know. Weird. Like,
3: Maybe if you t- we trusted each other one of us could take a vacation every <laughs> once in a while.
2: Exactly. He's like he's like you know I sleep on your desk and it's
1: like hey guys uh, what's this movie about at all? You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, and if there's not an emergency going on, well, what are they doing? What, what are they, they doing? You
3: know, it's L.A. There's constantly an emergency oh, all the time. I guess go. this is true. Right. That's yeah. true. Like but even at the end of the movie where they're like, oh, yeah, the volcano's over, but there's a bunch of landslides happening up north. Right. And am like, oh, like, oh,
1: great. I'm taking a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he's like, I've learned my lesson now. I'm out of
2: here. <laughs>
3: all those people can die.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then
2: Don Cheadle's like, oh, boy, I get to... Work for the government more. <laughs> more. Right? Right. I didn't yeah. sleep, but... I'm down. Let's do this. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but then there's that moment where she, like, touches his face. Yes. And uh, and it's very, like, the disaster movie thing of, like, oh, like, his real ex-wife is yelling at him in the beginning. Right. And he drops the eggs. And now it's, like, the end of the movie where she touches his face and then it's nice. And it's like, oh, I'm your new wife because we got along during the bad
1: thing. Yeah, like, That's the whole. It's very strange. I was just so happy they didn't kiss. Because yeah. Because I I yeah. couldn't remember if they did or not. And so I was watching the movie thinking, if they kiss in this friggin' film, I'm going to lose it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad that it didn't happen. There were a
2: couple of like really distinct things about this type of movie that I noticed that that I don't know. that. I, it, okay, first of all, this is such a movie that your babysitter's husband
1: would have on. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a, like for me, for, yes. I'm 24. But I would be If so yeah, I'm I getting guess. babysat. And you put on Volcano, thrilled. And yes. then you
3: have nightmares about that guy dissolving in the lava. lava forever. Yeah. And Which, by the yeah. way,
1: I did want to throw out here and uh, I'll just mention real quick and uh, H's movies were Donnie Brasco Volcano <sighs> I, know I Know What You Did Last Summer and Wag the Dog mm-hmm. oh wow okay. I've one been year
3: to... wow that's amazing and then what happened to her that's what I was thinking she's so good she's in this been movie. in a bunch of stuff
2: she's actually. in a ton of stuff yeah she yeah. works in TV She's she's yeah. been like, the, the, like a series rag or like a lead on like a couple of shows she's doing really well she's yeah. a fantastic that's actress awesome. she's great
1: actor um I read somewhere online that they were saying that you wouldn't melt like that especially so fast that you would just like die on top of lava and then just be on top of lava on fire.
3: Yeah, I mean, well that's kind of like what we found when we throwing the apple core in the lava. It just mm. sits there on top of the lava for quite so a long time. Up for a bit before it finally slowly sinks in.
1: Yeah, because that guy Mel did so fast. Yeah, he did. Ten seconds was
3: gone. His legs were gone, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, great.
2: Um, Oh, also, in in movies like that, dude, it was just like a moment in time with movies where... The plot with every single teen character was: Will they get a piercing or not? <laughs> so many episodes of television yeah, so are: true. Will they get a
1: piercing or not? You
2: yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like
1: that was the eternal like struggle. What between... did he say? There was a line where she says on the phone, like, oh, "What about my piercing? I thought I was going yeah, to get my piercing." I was going to get my nose
3: pierced, and then her weird babysitter is like, "Oh, that's a good look." Yeah, it's going to look great when you, when you, blow, when your you blow your
2: nose. What? Yeah, that. And then he gets off the phone and he's like. Ah, my my daughter's gonna get a tattoo. We'll see in this life, or like something weird. Like, like what is it? Like what? Like what is this? Like weird, uh, fucking. God, I'm blanking on what's that dance movie? Dirty, Dirty Dancing. No, what's the one where they're not uh, allowed to dance? Oh, oh um,
3: footloose. Footloose. footloose, footloose.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like what kind of <laughs> weird footloose attitude is this about? Like, accessories. <laughs> he's yeah, he's like, just what? showing that he's a crusty old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Also, another touch. thing. Another thing that's like completely evaporated from from movies is uh like a character sticking gum on things hmm. oh, yeah. I swear to god I used to see people stick gum on things all the time all the time, all the time. good
1: call I never see it anymore
2: that's also, why it's a
3: quintessential oh. 90s movie yes.
1: yeah it really is such a 90s movie it hits everything on the head and, and, and including Tommy Lee Jones yelling over a map three times in this movie I counted he's yelling and he's got a map and he's pointing to the map and he's yelling at other people and I swear to Christ this happens in other Tommy Lee Jones movies. <laughs> it's gotta happen in The Fugitive it's gotta happen in U.S. Marshals I want someone out there, please make a supercut and email me Tommy Lee Jones yelling over maps. Yes do I need it. it. It's really, it's it's like it, it. also when you're
2: watching it because again I looked it up in the middle and it, it's a 90 million dollar movie and it's yeah. incredible how far CGI has has come because now even these like B movies that you know the entire game is they make a title similar to a real movie and hope that you buy it on demand by accident like yeah. that's like a business model
1: right like even those movies look better than this movie looks there I mean, were a few shots and, and I looked it up and I, I don't have the information in front of me but I was reading about how it was like 10 different companies that were in charge of the special effects and that it just took clearly. so long it was like 300 plus people doing it and yet still some of those scenes just look crap Oh, yeah, right? it's terrible.
2: But yeah. it's just And I'm
3: trying to think back at the time. At the time, it was I like, totally convinced by it. Went, wow, the special effects are amazing.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> like, before going into it, because I, again, probably haven't seen it since then. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be so sick. I'm going to love every... I'm going to be totally engulfed. And I was taken out of it so many times. It just looked great. Anytime they showed the tar pits, like, at that first eruption and the lava was coming out of there, it looked ridiculous.
2: <laughs> I'm not, dude, I'm not going to lie. And, I mean, this is not because I'm some kind of special effects person or whatever, but, like, I know After Effects. Like, I... I <laughs> (laughs) Like, used After Effects. Like, that was like my job for a long time. I did. And it's just like, dude, you can on your computer at home make effects that look
1: much better than can this movie I, looks. Can I pitch that we do some sort of... I don't care what it is. I don't care what the plot is. I don't, right. don't care how long it is. A web series if you want. But let's do something where we can utilize lava effects. Please. We don't see lava enough. Am I right?
3: It's absolutely right. Yeah, because, Thank you right. know, I love this movie Volcano, but it's because I have so few other choices. Right. You know? yeah. See, dude? Yeah. When I well, want well, to watch a, a huge whole movie demographic lava, that's
1: yeah. missing out on these volcano films.
2: And I just can't possibly enjoy this one because when I think... I'm uh, like... I'm just an Age where the first disaster movie that I really saw was like The Day After Tomorrow. Like, that's, oh, that's my already, yeah. entry into the genre. And it feels like that was like pretty advanced special effects. Now, I'm
1: sure if mm-hmm. I go back to it, I, I doubt it holds up super well. Well, that's still what, 20, 25 years after? No. It's, it's like, wasn't 10? it like 2012 or something? No, 2012 is a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, disaster movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one. I never saw. It. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll do. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, I mean, guys. I have so many, we're running out of time, but I have so many questions about the tar pits, about why the whole LA thing, like how screwed are we because it's a geologically unstable area.
3: Do you want to touch on uh, that? Yeah. Well, so um, we're on the edge of the ring of fire, but we're in this very interesting part of it where most of the ring of fire, the pacific plate is plunging underneath the continental plates and then it melts and then you cause all these volcanoes to happen but in this particular area in la instead of a uh, plunging plate it's just a sliding plate along the san andreas so if you ever want to talk about san andreas talk about another amazing film
1: yeah i haven't seen that <laughs> like, one i'd love I to watch it, watch film, it. yeah oh, okay, great. <laughs> the rock, it's a movie
3: starring the rock about rocks Ooh, so, wow. come on, yeah. It Has Caltech in it. Wow. Um, so I love all this. Here we are in LA, and it's and we're just sliding along, and that's the San Andreas Fault. And so we get instead of we don't have any volcanoes here. That's I'd like to say. Volcano isn't so bad. I thought it would be worse, like geologically speaking. Okay. The only bad thing is that the whole premise of the whole thing, which is that there's a volcano under L.A. (laughs) That's just not reasonable to think that that would happen. Okay. But then if you assume that that happened, all the stuff that then follows from that is not that bad. Okay. You know, the lava is like way faster than it should be and stuff like that, but not too bad. So here we are in the L.A. basin. The whole basin is underlaying with faults and so they're causing earthquakes all the time Mm. and it's just going to continue happening for as long as we're here everyone's kind of waiting for the next huge earthquake to strike right and um, actually the whole mountain range that's to the north of LA the San Gabriels those are all as a result of there's a kink in that fault it's trying to slide along and then it's got a little uh, kink in the fault and it keeps going sliding along and so at that there's a lot of stress there, and that made all of those mountains form. Wow. They're some of the fastest-growing mountains in the world.
1: And so you're not afraid uh, to live here?
3: Uh, a little bit, you know, wow. as a geologist. If you want to be a professional geologist, you have to take an entire additional, like, multi-hour uh, test to be a geologist in L.A. and Ooh. California in general because of all the earthquakes. Wow. Um, so I, if I lived in L.A., I would not live on a hill,
1: Okay. Uh, Good a lot of people
3: live near the on the hills and they get the fires that come through first of all. Right. And then the fires get rid of all the trees and then they then it usually rains and then the without the vegetation those hills are unstable so they all collapse in these landslides. Holy shit. And then you get a bunch of earthquakes and it's like the earthquakes trigger landslides and all this kind of stuff. So I, it's a very it's not a safe place to live like <laughs> but if you do want to live somewhere in LA I would live somewhere uh, not on a hill, <laughs> and um, yeah, just on a regular, normal kind of flat area.
2: Yeah, I want to. My my dream, if I ever get rich, is to move to Hancock Park. I feel like that would be like a good. Is that safe? Hancock Park. Uh, I
3: don't know where pit? that is.
2: It's, like, pretty flat there. The house yeah. is way big. And th- then the gray. other part
3: is to kind of have your a building buildings up to code. So a uh, lot of times if a earth, big earthquake happens in some other country, you see a huge amount of devastation. The same level earthquake could happen here, and there's not nearly as much damage because all of the buildings are built with special architecture so that they don't um, mm. fall down in an earthquake.
2: Well, That's- not all the buildings, because <laughs> let me tell you this shit, dude. I moved into this place. I don't live there now. I literally move out because, it, well, because it was, uh, you know, I didn't move out running away from this. I'm not making these kind of executive decisions controlling my life. It's not going that well, folks. <laughs> but I lived in this place and uh, suddenly there was all this construction and we get a, me- like the building sends out a memo. It's just like, oh, hey, sorry about all the construction. I was like, yeah, they're like remodeling. They're making a new unit. They're going to maybe make ours nicer. This is great. okay They're like, uh, yeah, we're doing some earthquake retrofitting. And I was like, oh my God, that's so annoying. And then I thought, Wait, was it just not safe before the whole time? Is that what that means? I mean, probably
3: Probably. not. What? Yeah. You could just do that? You could just not? Well, so the buildings are kind of grandfathered in. We have this same thing at JPL where all of our new buildings are earthquake proof and then all of the older buildings aren't. Um, If we ever take them down or remodel them, then we have to bring them up to code. And so what happens is they just don't bring them up to code and they just stay the way they are forever so that Mm -hmm. they can be grandfathered in. Um, Because it's really expensive to bring it up to code.
2: Oh, sense. my God. It seems very expensive. Yeah, They were doing construction basically the entire year and a half that I lived there. And they're still not <laughs> awesome. done. Yeah. So maybe that's a union thing. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> let's have a conversation <laughs> well, about they better, that. They default. better get finished
3: before the big one hits.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. Geez. Whoa, whoa, Wait. What kind of tease is that? When is that happening? Yeah, well, we don't know.
3: What? It's a thing. That's the other uh, very good thing about scientists in this movie, Volcano. Mm-hmm. She's al- he's always like, so what's going to happen? She's like, I don't know. Right. And that's what we always say. So yeah. That yeah. is a good yeah. answer. Yeah, it's a yeah. proof. It's very... Uh, unpredictable
1: where sh- where should we move
3: um probably buffalo new york
1: i'm not gonna live in buffalo laura <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, impossible that there's a really horrible. famous
3: uh, volcanologist who lives in buffalo new york and they ask like why do you live in buffalo new york it's, it's about as far away from a volcano as you could possibly get and oh. the volcanologist was like exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're dangerous not they're Heard dangerous of it? <laughs> i like that yeah because i
3: mean great plains you have uh, tornadoes and other places. You have hurricanes and floods and
2: yeah. But if you live in Mars. Buffalo, New York, you, you do have to worry about the hazard of drinking yourself to death because there's nothing to do. Right? So yeah, that's that's a a suicide yeah. sneak up on you in Buffalo. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll really. You can't uh, can't retrofit your house for that, folks. <laughs> yeah, there's no remodeling. I, I guess
3: my advice is just rent. You know. So then, when your house gets destroyed, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's your advice. That's terrible advice. <laughs> yeah. Rent because your house is gonna get destroyed. I no, I worry about it all the time because I, I go over friends' houses and I see not only are they on a hill, but the way that they're held up is like a wooden column that's just holding up like half their house. And yeah, that's like, not safe, right?
3: Well, so I was um, roommates with a structural engineer. And so she was like, Oh, no, it's fine. We know what we're doing. (laughs) And I was like, I'm a geologist. It's not fine. You can't control nature.
2: Dude, wait. Also, the idea of a a geologist (laughs) and a structural engineer living together in LA, it's like arguing. It's like a Nat Geo sitcom. Yeah, 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 it is. We're living in
3: a house on a hill. So. Whoa. <laughs> wow. The
1: tension builds. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I love it. Okay. So again, I'm gonna try and just like lightning through these if that's cool. That's you fair. you mentioned we were talking a little bit before that like this has happened somewhere, like something like volcano has a similar thing has happened.
3: Right. Um so last year in Hawaii okay. which is a more reasonable place for this to happen they had uh, the volcano was erupting calmly as it usually does and then it's a bunch of fissures opened up all the way down front, down the hill from the volcano in this uh, suburban areas with lots of houses and stuff and Whoa. so they have all the videos of people oh here's my house and here's a giant fissure that's opened and then lava started pouring out of these fissures Damn. and it erupted all last summer <laughs> just huge amounts of lava and it's funny because i say the lava and, and volcanoes too fast usually lava is a lot slower mm-hmm. the lava that erupted last summer super fast like flowing like a raging river wow. and Why towards the sea uh just because it had a uh, was really low viscosity it was and it um and there a lot of it was coming out at once
2: Damn, the so low viscosity does that happen because it's so hot
3: Uh, Yeah, if it's really hot, it can be low viscosity, or if the um, chemical composition is a little different, it can also change the viscosity of the lava.
1: So what did they do? Did they put a bus and a bunch of cement blocks, and then helicopters (laughs) drop water?
3: Basically, they couldn't do anything. They had to evacuate the whole area, and then the volcano destroyed everything in its path until it was stopped. (laughs) And now it's stopped, and nothing is erupting. Kilauea has been erupting since, like, 1983 or something like that. And so... And now it's stopped, and so everyone's like, "Okay, I guess it's over. I guess, but we don't, you know, or else it's building up pressure somewhere deep down. It's going to explode all at once. They don't know, Man. so it's super mysterious. There's
1: no way to measure. There's no way to throw one of your two wheel or rovers down there. And- <laughs> what
3: the, what they do do is they um, they measure earthquakes, and so that's how they, you know, not every. I don't think anyone died in this particular thing because they had a bunch of earthquakes ahead of time. And they said, oh, my gosh, something terrible is happening. And then when the lava came up at first, it came up quite slow. So they got everybody out of there. They had to airlift some people out by helicopter who got surrounded by rivers of lava and things like that. Every one of my friends was like, we're going to Hawaii. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, the poor Tommy Lee Jones, probably in charge of the Hawaiian patrol or whatever, saying everyone out. Form a perimeter, and then all these just being like, "I'm going to sneak in. I'm going to with my drone and like and disrupt everything." So <laughs> that's
2: insane. Yeah, <laughs> also, that insane. I, I've got to say, uh, ironic that after all this, it was in fact Mother Nature that paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. We're
3: going to have to go to the museum to see all the trees.
2: It's true. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah.
3: So
1: how about that? And Mother Nature did that. Yeah. wasn't people. I mean, I'd rather it that way, though. (laughs) That sounds much nicer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. We're out of time. Uh, We're going to have to do Dante's Peak because I have so many more volcano questions. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many to get. I literally have pages that I didn't even touch. Uh, for example, they say that the water coming from the helicopters, like, that would not work at all. That helicopters couldn't even fly over lava. That the ash would make their, like, engines break down and go out of control. So I thought that was funny.
2: That
3: does, yeah. That, yeah, then, also,
2: helicopters don't fly in a giant, like, swarm like that. What the fuck what was Like, 19 that? helicopters.
3: What I was thinking is, like, things that haven't changed in L.A. It's like they have way too many freaking helicopters in this yeah, town.
1: that's true. True. This is
2: true. They could get. See them all the they time. Could,
3: you're like, that's an enormous number of helicopters. Like, yeah, they could probably scrounge that many from just around like one yeah, part of LA. But
1: they couldn't put them over lava. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> not true. too
3: close. They can fly helicopter over lava, but not too close. And it, there's also really crazy drafts because the heat, right. you know, so yeah. the helicopter is unstable. And then the ash, the ash also mm. makes it hard to fly planes too. So uh, if you guys remember when Afyatleyokul. Volcano erupted in 2010, Icelandic volcano, Mm. and shut down all of the world's air traffic for a day.
1: (laughs) Whoa! No, I do not remember that. Yes,
3: 2010. It was the first time such an enormous number of planes had stopped flying since uh, since 9/11.
1: Never forgot about that one.
3: Yeah, never forget.
1: Can't can't do it. Can't do it um, Well on that wonderful note uh, <laughs> Let's see if we yes, can Yes uh... dude Going out on nine eleven, And we did it <laughs> Woo! It's hard that to was... do It's hard
2: to do um, I, hard to You do. know The entire hour podcast Was building to that It was yeah. on purpose Well I told
1: you guys Right before we recorded I was like yeah. listen One way or another We're getting a nine eleven. 11 Right at the end it's got it. This is actually scripted I don't know if you guys know that Ethan does <laughs> yeah, write yeah. this My name is Dave This is Sarah We're just These are characters we play <laughs> Yeah It's a scripted podcast Yeah um, It's a narrative So uh, Mecky Where can people find you find your shows. Obviously, they should watch Control Room. Watch it's on Control Room. YouTube, right?
2: Yes. Uh, Comedy Central released my new digital special, Control Room. It's uh, very cool and crazy. You should watch it. I made a fake Company that sells used tissues for $80. Time magazine completely believed it. Colbert yes. believed it. The Guardian believed it. They seriously thought this was a real company, and the truth didn't come out until I dropped my special. Uh, so check that out. I don't know. I'm in a I'm headlining Dartmouth this weekend. I probably already did that by the time this comes out, so I don't know, man. Dartmouth was great. Dartmouth was great. Uh, was like, Thank you so much for having me a green key. That was amazing. Um, but I'm gonna be on the East Coast in uh, Boston and Philly from uh, May nineteenth to the twenty. 6th if this comes out before then if yeah not, yeah, I think so go to my website meckyleeper.com also email Ethan if you like me as a guest because I'm, I'm always like do you think the fans like like when I'm on and he's like dude no one gives a fuck about like how you, like your perception anyone's perception
1: of you like you're thinking about it too much it's a science podcast <laughs> yeah every like, time I see Mecky your first question is always like dude are people going crazy they want me back on the pod they want me back that? on the pod
2: dude <laughs> I'm like hey do you guys hate me so d- here's the thing don't even email if you like it just email uh, hey did you guys hate me or not? Let me know. <laughs> What's the email for Just the podcast? Just a yes or no. It's fine. Poll. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. What's the email for the podcast? Uh, bad signs at seeker. Bad dot science com. at Seeker.com. Yes. Email if you hate me or not. I'm yeah. serious. This is a call to action. Yeah, Do but it. In
1: the subject line, just put Mackie Leaper. And then in the body, put yes if you hate him, and then no if you don't. Exactly. Do that. <laughs> Mackie Leaper, yes or no. Just and say it. Either way, I'm delighted to have you on the pod. I hope I have you back uh, uh, for a third time. A third crust, if yes. you will. Third crust. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Laura Kerber, how can people find out about your event? You have the Mars Odyssey expedition people I- should know about. Yeah,
3: I'm also the deputy project scientist of Mars Odyssey, which is a spacecraft that's been around um, Mars since 2001. Yeah, I've heard of this. We recently took a picture of Mars' moon Phobos, so you can check that out on newsstands near you.
2: Yeah. Other
3: than that, um, NASA's up to all kinds of stuff nowadays. We're about to get a sample from an asteroid with a mission called Mm OSIRIS-REx. And um, we're getting ready to launch Mars 2020, our next Mars rover. Oh, yeah. And among many other things and uh building up towards going back to the moon.
1: Love it. So if people have questions about your moon diver or any of this uh, Mars stuff, should they reach out to you or do you want to stay? Yeah,
3: I think I have a public facing website. They can just email me there. Um, There's like a comment box that'll get to me.
1: Great. Okay. So guys, you can reach out to Dr. Laura Kerber about anything Mars, moon, volcano related and you can reach out to Meki and let him know if you hate his guts. Yes. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much and I'll see you next time. Great. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullet. And the executive Probsidian producer is Brett Kushner. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show or send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com, as Mackie so gracefully said. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us an iTunes review, that helps other people learn about the show, which I would really appreciate. Next week, we're going to be talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So make sure you watch that and I'll see you then. Bye.